It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number four, Do No Harm. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. I don't know about you, uh, but I am living right now, as many of us are in the beginnings of the summer, I'm in a pile of crap as I podcast from my classroom. I am buried in boxes as I'm attempting to clean and order things and get ready to order things and organize things as you know we continue to turn the page as you know as well as I do that the teaching process and the school process is never ending and so I'm doing this particular podcast from from the classroom I guess just to get a little bit of inspiration I tend to do it at home from my desk, and today I wanted to come on into the classroom, so if I sound a little bit different, that is why. Hopefully you have enjoyed the previous three episodes as I continue to truck through the uh, ABCs with you. Uh, This is episode four. We're on the Ds, Do No Harm. And look, I got to tell you, I have had so much fun just interacting with so many of you from the comments and the emails, and I really appreciate that. That really means a lot to me. Uh, and, and, and again, it's about growth and constant renovation, and you guys make me better, and hopefully uh, you feel the same. But more importantly than just even that is it's about networking as we do this uh, incredible thing that is teaching. So today in this episode, I'm going to talk about doing no harm. And when we talk about doing no harm, yes, I'm talking about health and safety, and that's certainly number one uh, in our uh, in, in our minds when it comes to doing no harm. And so that's kind of a given, and it's certainly our first priority. But I kind of want to move past that. And when I'm talking about doing no harm, actually what I'm referring to more so than anything in this particular podcast is doing no harm to a student's, I guess the best way to say it is their attitude towards learning. You don't want to do any harm to to a child's love of the learning process or their curiosity or anything. You don't want to do anything that turns them off to the process. And, it, and if, if teachers can, can really keep that in mind, I'm convinced we can make a real impact. Because remember, when you damage an attitude towards learning, that goes well beyond your particular classroom or a unit or even the next year or after they get out of school. It can forever impact. Uh, a student. So it's important to do no harm. And we're going to talk about that. And and look, I'm one of those people, and I know this is a cliche that we talk about all the time, but, but learning is messy. And again, cliche, but it's so true. And I am one of those people that buys into the fact that mistakes teach you far more than really anything else. You learn uh, from from making mistakes. Yeah, we get affirmation from uh, not making mistakes and things going right, and we go, yes, and getting data boys for, uh, that's all affirmation. But beyond that, mistakes are the way that uh, we learn. And that's not only applicable to students, but it just in, to human beings. And so it's important that we make those mistakes. 
But what's also important is when we make those mistakes, when our kids make those mistakes, we have to make sure that learning comes from those mistakes. And if it does, then there's no limit to what we can achieve. And so you can help as a teacher to ensure that, that the outcome from mistakes uh, is, is learning. You can ensure or help ensure that, that that's what's happening by really filtering things and you know when I say things I'm talking about every action everything that you do as a teacher from the lessons that you create to how you facilitate their delivery uh, to how you design a test to how you interact with your kids inside and outside of the classroom everything that you do needs to be filtered through three critical questions number one does whatever you're doing or saying positively benefit student learning does it benefit the learning it has to benefit the learning. Number two, does whatever you're saying or doing positively benefit personal growth? Is the student growing as a person? Number three, does whatever you're saying or doing positively reinforce the relationship with you and the student? And they're, and they're worth repeating. These filter questions are worth repeating. Does it positively benefit the learning? Does it benefit the the, the relationship and does it benefit personal growth for the student all three should be true in every aspect you know I'm sitting in here ordering stuff right now for for the for the next year for my teachers and for myself and it's easy to go well this doesn't matter but no these these are still filter questions that I filter everything through you know when I purchase a new activity or I develop a new activity how does it benefit the student from the learning perspective? How does it benefit personal growth? Is there some kind of growth that the student is developing? How does it help the relationship? Will it help them navigate the academic adversity, the mistakes, so to speak, that are gonna come in the academic process? It should. So even something like ordering, because, and, and, I, and I use ordering, it seems kind of a hokey example, but you gotta understand, I, th I, I think it's easier to see where I'm coming from when you're talking about devel de de delivering content or de designing you know, some lesson. But in every aspect of your interaction with the student, you have to filter through these three questions. If not, you're not gonna get the outcome that you want, at least not to the level that you could have gotten. So everything has to be filtered through these three through these three things. Again, mistakes happen, but by using this filter, those mistakes are less likely to have a negative impact on a student, not only grade-wise, but also the all-important attitude towards learning. You know, you don't want to make learning traumatic, and I say that in just about every episode, but it can't be traumatic, okay? So it's really, really important that we filter. Now, beyond these three filter questions, because those are the three things, and that's really the podcast for this episode this week, is, is these are the three things that you must live every day trying to develop everything that you do as a teacher through. But beyond that, there's some other pitfalls that I see. Remember, don't forget that coaching is so important. You know, you can do a lot of harm by yelling at a kid. You really can. Some of that harm can go well, again, beyond your particular classroom. 
it can go on for some of them the rest of their lives. Now, look, I'm a coach. I, I get after them, and, I, and, and I'm coaching them up, but I'm real careful to make sure that I'm never focused on an individual kid. I'm never humiliating. I'm, I'm coaching. I'm leading. I'm urging them on. I'm on their side. I'm motivating. And even doing that, I always remind myself that as my volume of my voice goes up, it's really important that that can intimidate some. So even while I'm coaching them up, I try to use words better than, than you know, being. I try to be very intentional about what I say and, and letting the impact come through my words as opposed to just straight up yelling. You have to coach. Nothing destroys a relationship more like more than just just the incessant yelling or, or nagging there I've, I've heard teachers nag and nag and nag and, and and the truth is that that you know it's hard to get bullied into success all right at least success that is intrinsically motivated so again try to coach also try your best another cliche I know that's number two and there should be some some kind of law against having this many cliches in a and in an episode, but but don't sweat the small stuff. You know, you need to value victories, and 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 don't sweat the small stuff. You know, don't don't get caught up in the cattiness with your colleagues. Don't don't get caught up in in the classroom with. You know, I talked about this last week, but just all this mindless structure that does nothing but uh, just just make the learning process miserable. Um, you know, try to relax some of that. You know, don't sit up straight eight hours and, and, and don't say a word and don't get out of your desk unless I allow you to do so and you've asked permission. You know, try to ease up on some of that. I mean, they're children, for goodness sakes. And look, I've already used this reference before, but, you know, Think about the last time you were in a professional development. You know, could you sit there for hours, say nothing, sit up straight, and and to pretend like everyone around you doesn't exist? That's really hard to do. Try to relax on some of those things. Again, that makes the process better, and you don't doesn't doesn't help to generate negative attitudes about learning. Don't use grades as a weapon. I mentioned a minute ago that um, you know grading can be very traumatic for for students. And, and the truth is, and, and this is sad, and it's sad commentary really about where we are in our society, but many students and parents, for that matter, derive a lot of their identity, if not the majority of their identity as a high school student from how they perform, whether that be good or bad. And so try to not become just another symptom of the problem. Don't use grades as a weapon. Don't make the process traumatic. Uh, that can completely turn off a child towards any kind of joy in learning. That's terrible. So please try to avoid doing that. Try identifying and building upon the wins. You know, I talked about valuing the victories a second ago. In fact, that's going to be an episode down the road. Uh, but, but try to focus on the wins, the successes for every child. You know that success looks different. I've said it. You've already known it. It looks different for every single child. So please, please, please don't be a symptom of, 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 of the negativity that can be out there or the, um, the, the, the over-focus on grades when we should be focused on the learning. Every student, if you're committed, they'll be committed at least to some degree, and there are wins for, and successes for every student in your classroom. You just have to believe in them, and, they, and you have to point them out to them because sometimes uh, they don't even know. I, I would argue that most of the times they don't know 
what to how whether they're successful or not or to what extent they're successful and you know why because they don't have the experience that you and I do they don't have the point of reference that we do so we have to help them see their success that's how you help destroy attitudes and and keep in mind and I do want you to remember this you are the professional you're the expert you're there for a reason those kids need you school needs you but those students definitely need you because they depend on you to protect them from harm. And again, sure, we're talking about physical harm and uh, you know health and safety. But beyond that, they also depend on you to make the learning process meaningful to them, make it come alive to them. And then from there, they take over. As you facilitate, they take over and, and take it as far as they're able to go. And it really has to be about those things. Your job is to promote, I I, I guess the best word for it is justice in your classroom. And what I mean by that is while every child won't have the same experience in your classroom, they need to have the same opportunities to succeed. Meaning when they walk in your door, no matter what their background is, how they performed in classes before you or, or, you know, or what you've heard from colleagues or maybe even from students, you know, dismiss all of those things. Do not what I call crystal ball students. Don't assume that they can or can't do things. I, I see a lot of that. Don't do that. Give them a fresh start and then allow them to make healthy mistakes. I, I can't tell you how far you will get with them when they trust that you see them as a person and not simply just some metric that you know is, is, that they're achieving in either your classroom or you know what they've achieved or haven't achieved in previous classrooms don't play into that love them equally but treat them as individuals okay don't crystal ball them. I'm passionate about this. You know, I make notes that I really want to say each, each episode, and this is a critical note that I've underlined and highlighted because it's, I believe that in my heart. And, 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 and that's, that, that's, that's my approach. My kids are individuals. I love them equally. But I treat them as individuals. And keep that in mind. Focus on constructing an environment that is conducive to learning. It should be positive, healthy, and, and, and free to make those all-important mistakes. If you do that again, the limit is, 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 is it's going to be amazing what, what your kids can accomplish. And you're going to just derive so much more satisfaction. And, and most importantly, their attitude towards learning will be so much better. So again, focus on these things uh, and, and focus on developing strong attitudes about learning because if they have a positive attitude about your units or your classroom, your lessons, imagine as it will pervase throughout their process uh, in, in any classroom they walk into. They have a positive attitude and you've helped instill that in them. And again, how do you do that? Avoiding these pitfalls. But make sure, again, that you filter everything that you say and do through those all-important filter questions. Number one, how does it impact the learning in a positive way? Number two, does the student grow personally from it? How? And number three, how does it positively impact 
the relationship you have with that student. I'm telling you, it will transform your classroom if you do those things. So thank you so much for joining us today. Again, it uh, makes a huge difference to spend my time with you, and hopefully you get so much out of this. Again, keep commenting. Uh, and make sure that uh, you keep asking those questions and you know just any things that come to mind or you wonder about or want me to talk about, feel free to mention uh, what those things are. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Be here next week for episode number five, Empathize Always. We'll see you down the road. <laughs>